Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into this Friday edition of Attacking Third. We're going to get you up to date on all of the latest news in women's soccer around the world. And we'll be talking about the NWSL race to the playoffs, which is heating up with just three matches left in the regular season. And we'll be previewing the WSL season that kicks off this weekend. Yeah. It is back. Uh, there's so much news to get to. But first, it's a Friday, Footy Kit Friday. Jenny Chu. Lisa, Lisa Carlin. Carlin. <laughs> Jordan Andrew. <laughs> Christine Kubo. Let's go ahead and get to those kids. Put a kid Friday, Christine. I went with my classic. I went with my Juve. So, you know, I this is unfortunately, I think, the season that they got bounced out of the Champions League final. But you know what? Brighter days. Well, honestly, it looks so Juve right now. And I'm, I'm feeling it a lot. And I just realized it's Italians on one side, Americans on the other. Uh, go, go, go. I went Venencia. My, my parents actually went to Italy um, just a few months ago. And I said, please, please, please bring me back a kit. I know, Jenny, I think you have the long sleeve one. But this is the one they brought me, and I Gorgeous. just thought it was so perfect. So, so perfect. elegant. It's stunning. Kappa yeah. also doesn't mess. We need to have they more Kappa yeah. Italy shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Mom and Dad. I love you guys. Uh, it's very gorgeous. Uh, but yes, USA versus everybody. That's how it goes over here. I am rocking USA women's number nine. It's a little unusual. Two. I got or number two, sorry, I was looking at nine. <laughs> I got Crystal Dunn on me. Um, I'm rocking Crystal Dunn with this one. I was just letting you go. I was like, I, I think that says two, but okay. Um, mine is Mallory Swanson, and this is the latest kit for them, the World Cup. Um, and we already knew that Mallory Swanson wasn't going, but I thought it was a nice homage to her. For sure, and it's the Jackson Pollock, so one of the leading contemporary artists. Um, in the U.S. space. I like this. Christine, Christine Cupo knows everything. She's I just love it. Art. I'm going to get my own Instagram. Instead of Nico Fashion. knows on like Morning Footy, be like, Chris, Cupo knows. That's, that, oh, try again. Like try one that's not knows. Like, Cupo... Cupo's little we'll legs. We'll work on it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get there. But I, I like the paint splatter for sure. It looks yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks good. You look great, too, with a number nine on your shirt. That <laughs> looks like a two to me. It's like a Freaky Friday, okay? <laughs> two, nine, nine, two. We're all good. All right, there is news all over the world. We're going to start with some breaking news, though, where the Jamaican Football Federation announced Coach Lorne Donaldson will leave his post after his contract expires on September 30th. The Federation said that after the extended discussion, both parties came to an agreement that the contract would not be renewed. We move on from that, but first... Jordan, I know that you had played for Lauren Donaldson. Yeah, I, I, I think that this was something that we thought was maybe going to happen. Mm -hmm. His contract was going to be up. If they would have won uh, against Canada, I think he would have stayed. So, you know what, Lauren Donaldson, this is for you. We saw this in the World Cup. We did. Cordero, we're going to need some space because I got to do a little cartwheel here. Woo! <laughs> and then what is it, a tumble? 
perfect. That's a perfect Lauren. rendition. We love you. That was a perfect that rendition. That was amazing, Jordan. <laughs> she does it all. Christine knows and, everything. Um, You've got the acrobatics here. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this news out of Jamaica <laughs> is not too surprising for, for Lauren Donaldson. Um, he had been with this national team for just a year, and, and like Jordan mentioned, if they weren't going to continue winning and moving on, um, it, it probably wouldn't have happened. His contract did expire at the end of the World Cup, and he did coach them against Canada in these last two iterations uh, to try to get yeah. into those Olympic qualifiers. I did have the hope, felt. though, because they did make mm -hmm. a hell of a run. The Reggae girls really, really, like, they ran deep, deeper mm -hmm. than some teams that we expected to see sort of in the final rounds. I had hoped maybe that he'd stay the course. I, I knew that the caveat would be that they didn't win either of those Canada matches, but who do you think would have done a better job? Yeah. I yeah. just, I have a hard time with that part of it. I think it also shows you that the, there is a lot of, there are really a lot of good coaches here in the United States. This is a club coach yeah. who all of a sudden was pushed and propelled onto the international stage and he succeeded. And the, the reason he succeeded is there was buy-in from his team and his, the players looked like they loved to play for him. So uh, kudos to Donaldson for taking um, a really a part of him. He's Jamaican through and through and that he got to coach his women's national team. What an what a honor. Yeah, that's breaking news coming out right now. Um, over in France, according to Le Parisien, French national team and former PSG striker uh, Kadi Diani filed a sexual assault complaint last June against former PSG head coach Didier uh, Ole Nicole. According to the report, on one or more occasions, Ole Nicole allegedly touched the players behind in addition to using inappropriate words and gestures. The manager left PSG by mutual agreement in August of 2022, despite having a year left on his contract. Ole Nicole's lawyer told the Parisian that the former head coach has neither been heard nor summoned to explain the facts mentioned in this complaint, adding that Ole Nicole could in return file his own complaint for slander. We move on to injury news where Carolyn Weir confirmed yesterday that she suffered a torn ACL while on international duty with Scotland. Weir's injury is a blow for Real Madrid for whom she has starred since joining the club in 2022 from Manchester City. She scored 28 goals in all competitions for the Spanish side uh, in the WC UWCL. Back to PSG, just one match in the new season in Division I Feminine. Head coach Gerard Pressure has parted ways with the club for personal reasons. PSG started the season with a 3-0 win over Bordeaux on match day one and will face Giants Lyon this weekend. Pressure will be replaced by his son, Jocelyn, who has been working as the former manager's assistant. We move over to England, where the WSL gets underway this weekend, and Arsenal have revealed their away kits ahead of their first league match. The kit is the fruit of a collaboration with designer Skella McCartney and is the first ever bespoke women's kit for the Gunners. Would you take a look at that? We have an Arsenal fan on our show here, so let's go straight to Christine. Okay, are you okay. also are you also an Arsenal No, but fan? I want that so bad. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I want it so bad. I was like, are you also an Arsenal fan? I didn't realize. We, uh... I mean, we've seen similar prints out of Stella McCartney before in her regular clothing line, so I'm not surprised. But I do love this, like, confectionery, pink and blue, cotton candy, sweet unicorn touch that this kit's got. It's she so calls wow. them halo pink and glow blue. Yeah. How beautiful is that? Ooh, I'm like, telling you, it would look good hand. on an Angeli. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. We'll see what we can do. We, we need the to get the whole squad and the angel, up. that was good. It took yeah. me a, a couple seconds, but that was a good one, Jordan. Um, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Jennifer Epstein who is one of the owners of the NWSL newest expansion side based in Boston and is set to play its first season in 2026. You won't want to miss it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is an exciting day for the city of Boston, for soccer fans, for women, and for our team. And we are thrilled that you are joining us. This will be the first professional sports team to be co-housed along with public school athletes in a public school district-owned facility. The team's success is truly the success of our city and of our young people. We work tirelessly to ensure that this exciting and daring ride leads to the best ride of all, a duck boat victory lap in our championship parade, this time with female athletes as the focus. Welcome back to Attacking Third. We are now joined by one of the owners for the newest expansion side for NWSL, Jennifer Epstein. Jennifer, Boston, why is it such a good women's soccer city? Uh, well, I think that Boston is just a uh, great sports city overall. I think Boston is the number one sports city in the country. Uh, and I think our fans never get enough here. But I also you know, think that we have these five-storied legacies here in Boston and something's been missing and now is the right time, the right moment. Uh, I think it's, you know, we're the right city and we're putting together the right components to do something really successful for women's soccer here in our city. Jennifer, I love that the NWSL is adding a 15th team. Um, however, I have to disagree with you very harshly. Philadelphia is the number one sports city in the entire <laughs> world. No conversation. There's no discussion about it. Um, I have the microphone here, Jennifer. So, <laughs> but I, I am happy that another team is coming into the NWSL. However, this isn't the first women's soccer professional team we've had in Boston. It's not even the first one in the NWSL. The Boston Breakers were a team that were part of the inaugural NWSL in 2013 that ultimately folded in 2018. From that experience with the Boston Breakers, now as you bring this new team into the NWSL and this new franchise, what are you taking away from the failures of the Breakers that you're hoping to rectify with this new club? Well, you know, there were a lot of successes with the Breakers too. So, you know, focusing a lot on that, there's some great supporters and fans that, you know, still... Uh, you know, or, or remain very loyal to the breakers. But, you know, I really think the landscape has changed so much over the last five years since uh, the breakers were playing. There's been a major shift in the NWSL and in women's soccer as a, as a whole. Uh, visibility is increasing and the investment level is increasing uh, and sponsorship opportunities, you know, so we're looking forwards and not backwards. Uh, and, and I think most significantly, we're looking to build a home for our team, a stable home, and put in the financial investment for our, you know, for our players to um, just, you know, allow them to thrive here in Boston now. I was a part of one of those breaker teams, not in NWSL, but back in WPS. And Boston is one of the best places to play soccer. It is, I was telling everybody, it's a tight-knit, big city. Everybody knows everybody. It's a great place to be. I'm excited. It's coming, NWSL is coming back to Boston. But there have been a lot of really good players who have played in Boston or are from the Boston area. Did you guys lean on some of these players and to, to get experience as to what goes right and wrong within the, the player side of things to build a successful organization? 
Well, I enjoyed a very early call with you, actually, but um, but we have really been um, uh, relying a lot on the advice of Christine Lilly, you know, living legend, um, still local, um, uh, to really think through, uh, you know, learn lessons from her experience and uh, and build our vision. So and, and want to continue to do so. So you know, it, it is obviously extremely important for us to create environment where our players are supported, where um, you know, they can play to the best of their ability because they have all the surrounding resources that they, you know, that they really need to do that. So I uh, want to continue to talk to um, former and current NWSL players and, and, and get all the learning that we can get. Jennifer, I think we're seeing now this building wave in terms of female majority ownership, especially in NWSL teams. Did you have a challenge in sort of building this buy-in by other women, and what are what are some of the ways that you're navigating this as a majority women-owned uh, soccer team now? So, me and my other three co-founders, uh, Stephanie Connaughton, Amy Kwan Danoff, and Anna Palmer, we uh, came together first, um, sharing a, a similar investment thesis. You know, and and really, we're already backing women-led opportunities, um, and certainly believe in the. Um, you know, the uh, power of diverse leadership teams. Um, so uh, having a strong female-backed ownership group for this venture was uh, definitely, you know, a, a priority. You know, we, we want this story to be a story about female role models, and that's not just the athletes that are playing in the field, but it's the executives that are leading the way. Wow. I love that. Because there's so many different levels that women can be a part of things, and it's so good to see people in those ownership positions, especially seeing women in those positions. Um, I want to take this moment uh, for us to all do like a PowerPoint presentation for you here. <laughs> we do this thing at the Golazo Network where we pitch uh, names and logos for new teams. We've done it uh, to a few places, and we're here to pitch it to you. Are you, are you ready? <laughs> Christine, take it away. Okay, I am I'm very confident in my team name selection here. So I think we're just getting the, the logos up. I, I'd like to personally see it. I haven't yet. Oh, here we go. So I propose, Jennifer, and I think this is going to be the best of all the proposals. I propose yeah. Boston Beacon FC because it is the place of the first lighthouse in the nation. So uh, with this crest they have carefully crafted for us, I think that uh, that's going to be the best go. It yeah. best signifies the first soccer team that is majority women-led and backed in, in the nation for women, you know? Yeah. There it is, up close. It was the one in the I upper like left. But I'm like, I need my glasses, but yeah. it's great, I promise. There's not enough green in that. And Jennifer, if I well, have... So you have all seen our interim uh, brand here, which is not our crest. This is just interim with the. Uh, I feel like uh, it looks beacony. It looks like a lighthouse to me. I think I, I'm, I'm on <laughs> the right we, route. So Jennifer, should we it's have taken bridge. some more? It's a um, bridge. Mm, oh, a bridge. <laughs> oh, a bridge. Boston bridges. We should have done bridges. Boston okay. Okay. Bridges. Did, did you give you? Look, look. The Zakem Bridge. Lenny Zakem was a um, you know a, a civil rights activist here in Boston, and he really did. Uh, build bridges, uh, you know, between communities, and you know, it was a great. It's a great vision for us right now because uh, you know we really do believe that sports can be a connector of communities. It's it just uniquely can can be that way, and uh, and so you know that that was the basis for our current interim 
uh, branding, but I, I'm really excited to hear the rest of your. <laughs> That's it. Back to the drawing board. She goes, yeah. We need more green. She's like, you all get participation awards. Okay, that's the thing. Out. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> that's the thing, Jennifer. I like to read cues, and I've read some cues, and green has been a cue, and it set me off to my 90s childhood with the, the movie The Big Green, all about soccer. So, you guys, I'm just proposing that you be the Boston Big Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Green is something that we have latched onto partly because our home pitch is in Franklin Park. So uh, we are surrounded by a beautiful park and a beautiful greenery. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about what we're building for our home stadium. It, we're entering, embarking on a, a public-private partnership with the city of Boston. We would not actually be at this point if the city hadn't gotten, you know, on board and behind us. And uh, we're going to build a you know, incredible top tier facility right in the heart of Franklin Park and the communities and even the students of the Boston Public Schools are going to have access to a professional grade stadium. So certainly green does resonate. Mm. Okay, so maybe we're getting closer, but we're not quite there yet, Jordan. Don't get too excited. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it was a good pitch. Okay, Jennifer, I've got one for you. Boston, bringing soccer back. It, it's a classic sport. It's a worldwide sport. Uh, you mentioned Boston being something about a sports city or, or something or another. <laughs> We've got to go classic with the, the crest and the name for Boston. What about the Boston Lightning? This is classic soccer. It, it resonates with the youth. It resonates with the entire community. I mean, it, it's a classic. It's a classic. Plus For we got Tampa the, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we got the green lightning bolt in there. Well, you know, you don't know this, I'm sure, but my company, Juno Equity, which I, I do early stage investing in female-led startups, and my logo um, is a lightning bolt. So. Uh, maybe I did know that, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, we're in, so we're into this is resonating. Here. This is resonating a little bit with you. Wonderful. Okay, Jennifer, oh, no, we have no. our last one. We have our last one. Um, this was made by Darian Jenkins. She's not here today. But the Boston baddies, because we're all about women's ownership, <laughs> women's empowerment, all of it. Uh, let's take That's a look at so this Darian. logo. And it is Perfect. I actually think I this is it. the most beautiful one. It is lacking some green, I'm not going to lie. All the green you have on in your logo. Jennifer looks beautiful. But the crown, the baddies, I mean, what footballer do you know that is it not a baddie? It looks like a car, a car logo. You know it's what? Rolls I didn't come for you. I didn't come for you when you had a weird logo. Listen, I'm just going to keep coming for all of you until I'm like, hey, see, now mine looks way better. We can make so, it green. Jennifer, I'm just going to say ups to our graphics department who put those all together for us. But yeah, I'm sure you've got your thoughts on what this is going to look like. Um, but we're here if you needed to bounce ideas off of us. Did you want to pick a favorite right. while you were at it? I mean, this is great timing because we really just launched our full branding pro process. I got off a kickoff meeting just a few hours ago. So these ideas, <laughs> excellent timing. And, you know, we're, we're looking also to our, you know, soon to be growing fan base. We, we, we want input. We want to, you know, Bring them alongside us. So, uh, you know, I, I like your ideas. Call Definitely them up. Call them up. You can either give them some do's or maybe some don'ts <laughs> as to what to do. What to do. <laughs> Jennifer, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And the green looks lovely. We're so excited for you guys to get started. Well, I am uh, really appreciate your enthusiasm. Great to be here today. Thank you. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to have so much more Attacking Third with Sandra Herrera joining us next. And we'll be talking Americans, young Americans, in the WSL. Stay with us.
When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. A new WSL season is upon us, and to help us break down the growing U.S. presence in the league, we welcome in our very own Sandra Herrera. Sandra, welcome. Hey, y'all. Happy to be here on Friday with you. It's a Friday. You're not wearing your kit, Sandra. What's going on? <laughs> I, wanted to, I had to stand out a little bit from y'all. I had to, I had to try it. <laughs> All right, Sandra. Mia Fischel just got her first minutes with the U.S. Women's National Team, and she is suiting up for Emma Hayes and the Blues. What do you expect to see from her this season? Hopefully a lot of excitement, hopefully a lot of goals and some curiosities, I think, as well with her arrival to Chelsea. Emma Hayes having another shockingly right successful offseason where she brought a lot of international signings into the mix. Mia official, one of those dominating the headlines. So where is she going to be utilized? How is Emma Hayes going to um, rotate this player in? I think that's maybe the silver lining here in having Mia official go to Chelsea. Emma Hayes is a manager that is not afraid to mix things up, rotate players in, rotate players out because of the very stacked and deep bench that they have. So she's a part of that attacking equation for this team moving forward. And I think that is going to be where the general curiosities lie for American fans as they take a look at Mia Fischel and want to continue to follow her career. How is she going to be utilized in a front three, front six? Um, will we see this Chelsea side um, kind of roll out in a five back versus a four back at times? I think they have the pieces to do that this year. And I think Fischel just sort of offers a little bit more of those endless possibilities. Uh, for Hayes moving forward. Sandra, uh, Mia Fischel, big fish, uh, leading goal scorer for Liga Emekis, isn't the only heat that Chelsea have picked up. They also have <laughs> Kat Macario, who apparently Cat and Big Fish there are now calling themselves Catfish, which I adore. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. How do you think that Emma is going to deploy the two of them? I know we're still waiting for Cat to return fully from her ACL injury. It's taking a bit longer than all of us anticipated. But how do you think this plays out? Yeah, catfish, you know, you like it. I love it. I, I love that they're like already trying to find ways to establish themselves within this team. The, the the duo having familiarity with each other already playing in their youth club soccer days uh, back in California. So it's nice to sort of that, to see them reunited and kind of just fall back into that familiarity with each other. But I think you hit it right on the head, Koopa. Like we're going to have a question mark around when we're actually going to see minutes for Kat Macario. Unfortunately, if there's anything that we know about ACL injuries, not only are they horrific and terrible when they happen to athletes, but sometimes there's unfortunate setbacks that occur. So I know folks are still looking for those first ever minutes from Macario, but I don't think in these early weeks of uh, Women's Super League, we're going to see those just yet. But like I alluded to in terms of things formationally with Mia Fischel and some of these other players that have come into the scene for Chelsea, what are we going to see rolled out? And I think one once Kat Macario is able to start building on those minutes and getting a little bit more comfortable in playing in whichever uh, system Emma Hayes wants to go ahead and push forward, I think she can look good in either of the middle third of, of a five or a four back four this team moving forward. So hopefully uh, it won't take a lot of time uh, to, to sort of get all of those uh, the, the rust kicked off um, because I, just like you, just like me, I'm sure other Americans are thrilled to see Kat Macario start her journey in uh, Women's Super League after she began her career in France.
Sandra, looking at another player that began their career in France, goalkeeper Fallon Tullis-Joyce is leaving OL Reign in the NWSL, and she's headed back overseas, but this time into the Super League, playing with Manchester United. This is a, a goalkeeper that will be behind Mary Earps in that position, at least to start and at least for now. Why is this a good move for Tullis-Joyce to go to United? I wouldn't say past tense. I mean, it's done. It's done and dusted, right? She's officially transferred to Manchester United. And I think it maybe goes a little bit in line with what we've heard from manager Mark Skinner trying to go into this next season with Man United and really sort of build off of what they did last season. Things coming down to the final day. Can Manchester United upset Chelsea with a little bit of help from Reading? It didn't it didn't work out that way towards the end. But this is part of that. This is part of Mark Skinner saying that they want to create this very fearless side moving forward into the season. And how do you do that? You make sure you have some of the best players at their position on your team, and that includes Valentella's Joyce. Now, she's alongside Mary Earps, right? I think that's the question that folks are taking a look at there. Well, we know what you can do uh, in, in post. If you're Valentella's Joyce, if you watched NWSL, you know that she is a very talented goalkeeper. How is she going to look competing for minutes alongside Mary Earps? Well, maybe that's going to benefit them down, down the run. I would imagine that Earps is still their number one moving forward, but we'll see what it comes down to in week-to-week -week trainings and who's going to get the start over her if it comes if it comes down to that. Maybe this is a player that they're looking at to help kind of solidify things in between the posts in the event that Earps is off for international duty, that no matter who they slot in to net, this is the team that is going to give attackers struggles because they've got it covered. All right, Sandra, all these other players, people in, in the U.S. probably have heard of. Uh, but the next one, I think you'd have to really be watching college soccer to know who Madison Haley is, the Stanford product who didn't win just one, but two NCAA championship. She also comes from a family of winners. Her dad, Charles Haley, won five Super Bowls. So this is a winning uh, family. She opted not to play in NWSL. She finished her college at Stanford, went abroad and played in Australia, and now has transferred to Brighton. This is a really exciting number nine forward. What do people need to know about her and why Brighton? Why is that a good spot for her to land in WSL? Yeah, include me in all of the equation of folks who are like really excited to see what yeah. this player is going to bring to Women's Super League this season. Madison Haley, like you mentioned, uh, opted to, to start her career, postponed that for a little bit, was drafted during that 2021 NWSL draft where um, because of the pandemic at the time, the NWSL wanted to make sure that there was a lot of opportunity for everyone involved, including the players and teams trying to make selections. If players wanted to opt back and go back to school, they could do that for that extra year. Madison Haley, one of these players, opting to stay in school, close out her degree, and then maybe postpone the start of her professional career. And I think going to Australia made a lot of sense. Had you know She's coming off eight goals with Sydney FC and helping them win a title out there in Australia. And making a move to England, I think, is really good, too. I think this is a team in Brighton and Brighton where you're going to see Madison Haley get minutes. They want to see a player come in and produce. So maybe they're taking a look at some of these players who have, uh, you know, come up in American and collegiate systems, got a little bit of time playing overseas in different leagues, and now see what they can do against, uh, you know, defenders in uh, women's Super League. I think you noting the fact that she's coming from an incredibly talented class out of uh, Stanford University, I think she's going to start to become part of that equation of players that you take a look at 
that during those eras and say, wow, what a class coming out of Stanford. We already know Naomi Gurma. We already know Sophia Smith. These are sort of some of the big heavy hitters, but we can't forget about the Sam Hyatts, right? Or the Savannah Cove Coffins who are out here kind of uh, making their names as well. Kiki Pickett. And I think Madison Haley mm-hmm. is maybe slated with Brighton to sort of go ahead and have a little bit of a breakout year on a team that is looking for someone to provide the attack. Yeah. And if their their women's kits look like their men's away kits, we're going to need one of those Madison Haley <laughs> women's kits oh, yeah. because those Brighton, those Brighton kits are nice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sandra. We're going to chat more. WSL next and preview the top sides and the new signings set to make their mark on the league. Stay tuned. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Still plenty of time for more drama. And the header is in again! Manchester United! Here's Taylor. Neat feet. It's a belter! Shankovic with the ball forward, looking for Kerr in behind to wrap it up for Chelsea. Steers it off the post, and it from the rebound. Chelsea have wrapped up the title for the fourth year in a row. The WSL season is set to kick off this weekend with Chelsea looking to defend their title, but they're going to face some steep competition from Arsenal who might be right on their tails. Let's go ahead and get started. Speaking about Chelsea, though, we already spoke to Sandra Herrera about Mia Fischel and Katarina Marcario. But, Jordan, I know that you have an eye on Ashley Lawrence. And when you talk about this Chelsea squad, as Sandra said, it is just talent everywhere you look. And I do think with Emma Hayes coaching this team, she showed that she would go into a three-back last year and play more of a 3-5-2. And I think they set up really well for that. And this is why I think Ashley Lawrence is going to be one of the biggest players on this squad. She came over from PSG after 160 caps for PSG. The experience that she has not only there but 115 caps for the Canadian national team. She is the epitome of what you want a wing back to be. And this is why I think they'll utilize her there. On the right side, we saw her just get two assists for Canada in the Olympic qualifiers. She can come back and forth. um, But really attacking-wise, Emma Hayes wants to score a lot of goals. And Mm -hmm. Ashley Lawrence Mm -hmm. is going to be one of those players they can put on the wing, and she will find the right cross to... Sam Kerr or uh, Katarina Macario, Macario. Yeah. official Lauren James. <laughs> yeah, as if Pick they already don't have enough uh, options up front and like putting in crosses already to Sam Kerr. I mean, we've seen those balls and the how lethal mm-hmm. Emma Hayes' sides are. So yeah. I mean, that's such a great. As point. an Arsenal fan, I am both impressed and absolutely terrified to come up <laughs> against this Chelsea side this season because I think they really cleaned up mm-hmm. in just like transfer market business and they knew what they were doing. I, I'm worried. Yeah. And I think people forget, especially Katarina Macario, just the flair that this player has. She's a Brazilian-born player, and she plays like that. You can and tell. I'm very interested to see how that fits in with this mm-hmm. Chelsea squad, who they are very good footballers, 
but it's going to bring a different kind of spice to them, yeah. which I'm excited and, to see. And Katarina Macario is still working her way back from, mm -hmm. from her yeah. ACL injury, so we won't get it right away, which is a disappointment for fans and, and pundits alike. However, it's a really good issue for um, Emma Hayes to have and for opposition yeah. to not know what's going to come at them once Macario gets on the pitch with all of the supporting cast around her, Lauren James and Mia Fischel, and all the magic that they will create to come. Thinking about those three. I know. It no. <laughs> and I, like, I'm a massive fan of Big Fish, even from Liga MX. Like, Tigres, leading goal scorer for the league. Her coming off of that, plus her first cap for yeah. the U.S. side. Oh, yeah. I mean, that yeah. kind of confidence just coming into this WSL season, I'm, I'm so excited, but I... I would like to see a first place finish for, well, for Chelsea to have it four times and to win the WSL four times. They're looking for their fifth win. We move on to Arsenal, who is their big rivals. We know this, um, but they had quite a few injuries last season. Let's go ahead and take a look at those because all of those ACLs were a massive point of conversation for the team last year. They had Leah Williamson, Beth Mead, Vivian Medema uh, out with ACLs as well. And Laura Weinrother. Kim, yeah. Kim Little also missed time due to injury. Can as we well. add me to that list and yeah. spirit? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You and are, and the thing with Arsenal is they've. They were without all of this firepower last year. They still finished third in the league. They've been a powerhouse forever. Lest we not forget, they're out of the Champions League. Yep, they lost to Paris things. FC. I know it hurts. However, it now allows them full focus and on the Super League. And I took that personally. I, I, I mean, <laughs> so true, though, it, but now they have Chelsea full focus yeah. on this. And honestly, yeah. I would argue that Chelsea wants to win the Champions League even oh, more so sure. than they want to win the Super for League. Sure. So they're going to put a little more emphasis mm -hmm. on that competition versus their league play and which gives Arsenal an opportunity. Central opening. Yeah. Okay. On the Arsenal side, new contract for Katie Shirt Tuck McCabe. Love her. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm telling you, like, you can't have a player that tucks her shirt and isn't going to knuckle up for you. So <laughs> I'm excited to see where, where she goes this season it, in, in helping them propel forward. We were looking at some of those injuries, and a lot of them were centrally mm -hmm. in the midfield. And, and this is where I think Arsenal won in bringing Kira Cooney-Cross and the Australian international, mm -hmm. who now is going to be able to play with Frida Manum, Leah Valti, who plays in there. Russo. Yes. Russo. Well, I think Russo will be up front. But, but I do feel like this is... They've bulked up in a position where they had injuries last year, so they know if they get thin, they can now have depth that they can call upon. I think Kira Cooney-Cross is going to solidify herself in this midfield, even with the depth that they do have. But it allows players to get back, like Aaliyah Williamson, whose timeline is a little bit longer. I think Vivian Miedema is actually at the, the higher end. We might see her a little bit sooner than, than the others. But this is a really good look for Arsenal bringing a player in like that who can win the ball and mm -hmm. then help you attack with a player like Russo. Oh my gosh, we talk about Amanda Ilstead, please, because in this World Cup, she was playing center back and was like, I think, third in goals scored during the World Cup. I mean, incredible for Arsenal to have gotten her as well. Alessia Russo, we know I talk about her all the time. You got to talk about the Tar Heels when you can. Um, Chloe Lacasse yeah. as well, another superstar player, Canadian international, that um, is coming off a big international window just, we just with saw Canada. Her against exactly. Um, helping them qualify for the Olympics, so she'll help shore up the attack for Arsenal and, and what they could do in 
hoping to win a Super League title. For sure. Arsenal doing better than just plugging holes and gaps in mm-hmm. some of their roster issues mm-hmm. right now. I'm, I'm optimistic as we move forward. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Manchester City um, and take a look at their summer transfer window, ins and outs. Jill Ward has been in. Jess Park finished her loan uh, with Everton. And then Haley Rasso out to yeah. go towards Real Madrid. It's really just one. I think mm-hmm. Ward is a great pickup. Not like for like with Rasso, right? A very different player. But Ward, the the Dutch international, this is going to be a player who will fit into the system in Man City very well. Um, but it was quiet for them. You know, they, they finished fourth in WSL last year. But that was 11 points out of first place. So there was a big gap there towards the end. This is a team who didn't add a lot, but they're going to need a, a lot when it comes to getting those wins. I think this is a good team player, right? It solidifies your team centrally. We have to move on. Manchester United has quite a few yeah. people coming in here, uh, most notably JC from Barcelona. Yeah, I, I love this addition to the United roster. Also, Mayazawa, I mean, golden oh. boot winner at, at the World Cup, Japanese international. Um, the way that they've been able to bulk up in every single position on the pitch. This is a United team that just a few years ago were not cracking the top of the Super League table. Last year, they're contending for the the top. It went down to the last match day. They finished second. Mark Skinner wants to get back to the top again. And I know we're talking the, the opening weekend of the Super League here, but we're flipping the calendar. We're going to the last match day because Manchester United will be hosting Chelsea. And you know Ooh, that United and Mark matter. Skinner want that match to match. Oh, it yeah. all starts now. It starts with their summer transfers. They've bulked up. They want to contend, and they want to beat yeah. Chelsea out. And w- with Russo leaving, they needed a big goal scorer. I think yeah. Jesse is going to be that uh, for this United squad. It's going to be – I don't know if it's going to be as tight, ladies, as NWSL is at the end of this <laughs> season, but it's going to be a good race for top four. Miyazawa is such a good shout to put our eyes on because who knows how she will do with, you know, changing countries and coming in and, and how she'll embrace it and, and or how she Jess- will be embraced, but oh, my gosh. And with Jesse in there, I, I think that we could see Miyazawa even play the 10, drop back into the midfield. Um, it, it's going to be so All right, real fun. quick, guys, who had the best <laughs> transfer window? Chelsea. I think United. Ooh. Oh, I think Chelsea did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't say anything I think besides Chelsea, my Chelsea, Arsenal, <laughs> and then United, but I feel like United, a lot of players. A little bit quiet, but, right, like yeah. a lot at once, but I feel like, I don't know, man. I don't we'll have see. the same Lisa's still looking we'll at that last game, and she, she knows it's going to be a good one. It'll like matter. It. It's going to matter. matter. I like matter. the mindset, Lisa. Okay, well, guys, we'll I see. need real quick answers here. Who's winning it? Is Chelsea winning Arsenal. for the fifth time? Are you right about Arsenal getting to focus on this competition? All right, give me your answers. Arsenal. Arsenal. Chelsea, five feet. Chelsea as well. Oh, gosh, we I don't just have don't, anyone else even I, The competing. Blues can't be stopped. We don't right have anyone now. else even no. competing in this. All right. Well, the NWSL is back after the international break with one of the closest playoff races we have ever seen. Three matches left. We're going to preview the upcoming matches in just a moment. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Lavelle. Lavelle and line bounces high. Shot is in. High the ball. The breakthrough for O.L. Reign. Morgan Weaver. Three 
Davinia sizing this off, Davinia! Sinclair got it away, it's brief. Sam Shannon, oh, what a goal! All the stars are out tonight. The NWSL returns this weekend with a full slate of matches as we enter the final push for the playoffs. And let's not forget the NWSL Shield. There is a slate of games. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, will you get us going here with Washington Spirit playing against Kansas City? Yeah, I like this matchup, Jenny. Between Washington and Casey right now, uh, the biggest thing on the line is that Kansas City current could be eliminated this weekend. Um, they can't clinch this weekend. Neither can Washington. When you look at the standings, Kansas City, they're at the bottom. Number 11 right now. They're down, but they are not out. Meanwhile, Washington, they're just on the playoff bubble, sitting at sixth place. And when you look at how these teams have done, Kansas City is coming off of a really big 2-1 win over San Diego before the break. Washington, they're coming into this game uh, winless in their last seven regular season games. For Kansas City, they played against San Diego, a team in that moves quick in transition, looks to get in behind. That's exactly what Washington wants to do. However, Washington Spirit has the firepower up top. They've got Trinity Rodman. They have Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez, the ability to get in behind, create space. Trinity Rodman has so much freedom, whether she stays out wide on the outside, she draws the defender, she can cut inside, she'll whip crosses in, she'll drive at the defender and cut inside and take her own shot. She just has so much versatility mm -hmm. that as a defender, it's so unpredictable as to which way you want to force Rodman because no matter which way you force her, she's going to end up mm -hmm. getting a cross or a shot into the box. And that's going to be the biggest question mark for Kansas City. How do they defend against Rodman? That Coming off is a strong international break as well. A huge international break. Two, go two goals for the U.S. against South Africa. And this is a game in which Kansas City must win. It is a must win for them. They're on the road at Audi Field. There's so much on the line. However, they're a strong team that has been in positions like this before to run the table at the end of the season. Three match days left, and, and I think that comes into play a lot. Kansas City on the road to play Washington. Then they play Chicago and then Gotham. Meanwhile, Washington, they've got O.L. Reign and then North Carolina. Yeah, I, I That's said a tough battle. I said Washington had the hardest yeah. route. But one of the things, you, you talked a lot about Washington there. I'm going defensively for Washington because they bring in Saar, who's their left winger now. They've opted to play in a 4-3-3, but Butel has been playing instead of Dorian Bailey on the right outside back spot. And there's weakness there because she's a center back playing as an outside back. Mm -hmm. And where does Dabinia like to float? She likes to float over to the left side. That is going to be the responsibility of Butel. Watch that matchup yeah. because it is going to be one that if, if Washington doesn't adapt quickly, it's going to be Kansas City who gets on the board first. Oof, that's an exciting one. Honestly, I don't know who I would take as a winner there because you kind of gave us two different uh, <laughs> opinions. Um, but Portland Thorns against San Diego Wave, that's a number one against a number two matchup there. And they're going to both look to clinch their playoff berth here, and they're looking to get closer to the NWSL Shield. If Portland win, they clinch that playoff berth. They don't get to clinch the Shield yet, but that's a big game because they're both one and two. That keeps them on top. I mean... I don't know if that's like the one to watch this weekend because as Jordan is about to tell us, there's so much more to be lost here and won here. Um, but here are the, the, the ins and outs here. So if the Thorns clinch a berth in the NWSL playoffs if Portland win against San Diego or they draw um, and San Diego, they draw against San Diego and Louisville loses or draws against Chicago and Washington loses against Kansas City on Saturday. That was really confusing, right? It's a because lot of moving it, parts. Like, Everything has to yeah. go their way if they draw. So they really need to get this win to kind of just clinch it. Let's remember the first two teams in NWSL playoffs get a bye 
as well. They don't play in that first yeah. round. So yeah. I think that that is why this game is so important for these two teams as they kind of start to solidify themselves as a top two team with the eye, with their eyes on the shield. But I'm looking at a player who I feel like we talk about a lot and doesn't get as much hype as she needs to. <sighs> Morgan Weaver, <laughs> because this is a player who has 79 shots in the year. That's the most of anyone. 49 ch created chances. She has seven goals. I, I just feel like you got to watch out for Weaver. She's the up-and-coming Alex Morgan, she, in my opinion. Weaver is one to, to be messed with because not only does she create those chances, but she gets on the end of them and she supports the players around her. If yeah. you look at the NWSL overall, the top 10 players with the most chances created, there are five Portland Thorn players <laughs> in that list. So Ooh. Fia Smith, Morgan Weaver, Olivia Moultrie, Crystal Dunn, and Christine Sinclair. Oh, yeah. that's no Good accident. Good luck, Are you Diego. kidding? That's no accident. Yeah. All right, Angel City against Orlando Pride is a bit of a almost six-point match, Jordan. It's a huge match, and Angel City is on 11-game unbeaten run. This is a team who gets to be at home, and we know what it's like at Angel City when, when they're at Bank of California, or BMO Field, excuse me. Uh, this is a really good atmosphere and I think they're going to need to ride that atmosphere against Orlando Pride. These are the two teams that I think are going to make it into the playoffs that yes. are in the playoffs right now. I think both of them are going to make it. But three points tonight is, or yep. this weekend is significantly important. I, I think that this is going to be um, an Emsley show for, for Angel City coming back off of international play. But for Orlando, Raffaele is going to continue to be dangerous yeah. on set pieces going forward, Adriana, and what she can do in transition moments. Uh, this is going to be a game to watch out on the West Coast. So maybe a little NWSL after dark-ish. The chaos. Ooh. We love the chaos in NWSL after dark. Christine, I know that you're a big North Carolina Courage fan. You've been talking about them all year, but they're playing OL Reign. Yes, they are. And these are the fourth and fifth place teams respectively right now. So this is massive playoff energy charge matches ahead. We have the OL Reign, which having a weird go right now. They've only won one of their last five matches, which is really weird. That just is a testament to how tight everything's been that they've been sitting now in fifth place. And then we have the Courage, who also atypically have now, like, lost their last three away matches with this weird 2-1 jinx scoreline yeah, over strange. and over and over again. I'm like, guys, please, I beg of you. Burn Sage. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, right? So this matchup should be pretty wild. I think we have obviously one of Rapino's last Mm -hmm. official matches, I guess we'll call it that. That's just mm -hmm. kind of wild. And they have the firepower of Bethany Balser. And then um, Jordan Huedema. Huedema, yeah. Huedema, yeah. Um, but then we also have Caroline, who's unstoppable on the Courage side. Yeah. So either way, an electrifying matchup. And you're going forwards. I actually think the midfield is the in most interesting thing well, here. That's where, the, that's where the teenager is. Quinn, <laughs> Sonnet, and Huedema have been playing centrally for uh, Laura Harvey's OL reign. Those three, and then you put it against North Carolina with Narumi, Manaka, and O'Sullivan. Who are you taking? I'm taking North Carolina's uh, yes. midfield and how dynamic they are, but like gritty. They have this nice duality of what they can be. And if they can get on the, the ball in, in Seattle on a big pitch, they could be have, having this rain team chase. I also think around. you and I have been high on courage all along, right? Oh, we have yeah. them. You still have them winning? 
I still have, I have them, them shield winners. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. I think I have them cup, actually. I think I have them cup winners. Okay. It was one of the two. I can't remember. <laughs> I like it. One, two, both. Whatever. No big deal. All right. Might well, work. this is a look at the matches. Um, the three that are going to be on the Golazo Network. Washington Spirit against Kansas City. Current Portland Thorns against San Diego Wave. And OL Reign against NC Courage. Either an attacking battle or a midfield battle there, depending on who you're siding with here. Um, those are all tomorrow, 7 p.m., 10.30 p.m., and 8 p.m. Uh, honorary mention, Gotham FC, Houston Dash. That match is one to, to watch. Gotham has an opportunity to clinch a playoff berth. That would be huge for them. They finished last, bottom of the table last yeah. year, and they have a chance to clinch with three matches left. That's huge for you know Gotham. What? Just watch them all, people. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch all the games. There's so, all, there's so many implications. <laughs> there's so much football for us to watch this weekend. We have all NWSL. We have WSL adding to that mix. I mean, we are going to be attacked. Settle in, people. Settle in. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us all today. If you can't watch all those matches, we'll be giving you the updates and the recaps of that on Monday. Have a great weekend. Join us again Monday at 7 p.m. That's a little bit of a change there. Monday at 7 p.m. Thank you. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.